Nicholas Martel. Despite Katerine's strong showing during her Beltane poison feast, both of the other suitors had elected to pursue Arsinoi. Arsinoi, with her scarred face, trousers with frayed cuffs, and shorn, unkempt hair. No one could be attracted to that. They must be curious about her bear. Who would have thought our queen would have only one request? Genevieve says, reading Natalia's sour expression. It does not matter. Nicholas Martel is the finest of the bunch. Were it not for our long alliance with Billy Chatworth's father, he would be my top choice. Billy Chatworth has been lost to the Bear Queen, Genevieve mutters. The whole island knows that. Billy Chatworth will do as his father commands, Natalia snaps. And do not call Arsinoi the Bear Queen. We do not want that to stick. They turn the corner past Katerine's staircase. She is not in her rooms, Genevieve asks as they pass by. You can never tell where she is anymore. A maid carrying a vase of white oleander blooms pauses to drop a curtsy. Where is the queen? Natalia asks. In the solarium, the girl replies. Thank you, says Genevieve. Then she yanks the girl's cap off her head to reveal dark brown roots beneath fading errand blonde dye. Now go and tend to your hair. The solarium is bright and open, with many uncovered windows. White paint on the walls and multicolored pillows on the sofa. It hardly belongs in the Aaron house, and is usually empty, unless they are entertaining guests. But Natalia and Genevieve find Katerine inside humming, surrounded by wrapped packages. Look who is home, Natalia says. Katerine presses a lid onto a pretty purple box. Then she turns to face them, smiling broadly. Genevieve, Katerine says. It is good to have you and Antonin at Greavesdrake again. Genevieve's mouth hangs open. She has not seen Katerine since the day after she returned. And Katerine was such a mess then, still filthy and with so many fingernails missing. As she stares at Katerine now, it is not difficult for Natalia to guess what she is thinking. Where is the little girl with her large, foolish eyes and tightly braided bun? The skinny girl who bows her head and only laughs after someone else laughs first. But wherever that Katerine is, it is not here. Antonin, Genevieve murmurs once she finds her voice. He is already here? Of course, Natalia replies. I asked him back first. Shocked as Genevieve is by the sight of the queen. She does not even pout. Katerine sweeps forward and takes her by the wrists, and if she notices the way Genevieve recoils at the sudden, uncharacteristic gesture, she does not show it. She simply smiles and drags her farther into the room. Do you like my presents? Katerine asks, gesturing to the packages. They are all beautiful, wrapped in colored paper and tied with satin ribbon or large white velvet bows. Who are they from? asks Genevieve. The suitors. Not from, Katerine says, but for. As soon as I have put on the last loving touches, they will be dispatched to Rolanth for my dear sister Mirabella. Katerine caresses the nearest bit of ribbon with a black-gloved finger. Will you tell us what is inside them, Natalia asks, or must we guess? 
Katerine tosses a tendril of hair over her shoulder. Inside, she will find many things. Poisoned gloves, tainted jewels, a dried chrysanthemum bulb painted with toxin to bloom into poisoned tea. This will never work, Genevieve says. They will be checked. You cannot kill Mirabella with prettily wrapped poison presents. We nearly killed that naturalist with a prettily wrapped poison present, Katerine counters in a low voice. She sighs. But you are probably right. These are only a bit of fun. Natalia looks over the boxes. There are more than a dozen of various sizes and colors. Each will likely be transported individually by separate courier. Those couriers will be changed several times in different cities before arriving in Roland. It seems a lot of trouble to go to for just a bit of fun. Katerine finishes inking again.